God's grace, peace, and his mercy be upon you on this day through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, thank you for bringing us here. Thank you for sending your Holy Spirit into our homes this morning, rousting us out of bed to hear what your prophet Ezekiel says and how he points to your son, Jesus. Be with those here today. Bless those who cannot make it. In your name we pray, amen. You ever bite the back of your tongue, like way back there, and then it's hard to speak afterwards for a couple of days? That's what, it's, that's what I'm going through right now, so I'll, I'll do my best, all right? But it's, it's hard. Well, what do you know about Ezekiel? What do you know about him? He was called to be one of God's prophets, but what else do you know? Did you know Ezekiel had already been taken captive to the land of Babylon before he received his call to be a prophet? Did you know that? Did you know God told him he would be speaking his words to a people notorious for being hard-headed and independently minded? Did you know the Lord tells Ezekiel to speak his truth to people who will disobey no matter what he says? Did you know God calls upon Ezekiel to speak his words and then makes him unable to speak so that he can only speak when God tells him to? Did you know that? Did you know God has Ezekiel do all kinds of strange things like lay on his side for 390 days and then roll over and lie on his other side for 40 days? Which side do you think had more bed sores on it? Did you know God had Ezekiel shave his beard and his head and cook his food over cow dung? Did you know all that? Well, so did the pioneers, right? When they came across here to Oregon, they cooked their meals on cow dung. It's all they had to burn out there. But Ezekiel's a little different. <laughs> God told him to. Who would want to be Ezekiel? Who would want to be him? Any volunteers? I don't see any hands. You know, being a prophet of the Almighty God does not always come with a wonderful job description. In fact, when you consider all the prophets together, being one can be embarrassing, humiliating, disgusting, and perilous. All the weird assignments, all the frustrating and fruitless preaching, all the dangerous rebellion all around. Who wants to be Ezekiel? It's probably safe to say even Ezekiel didn't want to be Ezekiel. In a way, I am Ezekiel. Through you, God has called me to preach his word, rain or shine, hail and tempest. God tells me to be faithful regardless of the consequences regardless of the number of people who choose to roll out of bed and get in the car and make the trip here on a Sunday morning. If only one of you were here, I would be here. God lays out his task before me, and not only does it seem daunting, it also seems even pointless. Who cares what I have to say, except when I'm preaching to the choir? Who will listen to what God has to say about the world and humanity? Who will listen? Who's listening right now other than you? 
Nevertheless, I am to be about the work of the kingdom of God in the wake of those who came before me, including Ezekiel. But so are you. Yes, you who are sitting here thinking, I just came here to have a nice church service. I didn't sign up for anything else. Yes, just like Ezekiel you are. You might still be thinking, I'm not a trained church worker. I'm not qualified to proclaim God's word to anyone. That's the pastor's job. Yeah, it is at this moment. But like Ezekiel, the Lord God sends you and me out of this place, right? And into the world. He sends us as sheep among wolves. He sends us out with his word, which is going to get a reaction from some people, depending on who they are, depending on what kind of people they are. Like it was for Ezekiel. It can be a frightening reality. It's terrifying to be Ezekiel. Not because he had such a tough job description, but because all the sent out people of God have tough duties ahead of them. It's not much different for us. We know who we are. We know our weaknesses, don't we? We know we're unqualified. It all begs the question, why me, Lord? I'm a lost and (coughs) condemned sinner. My sin stands in the way of my relationship with God. I walk paths that are dark and unhealthy, spiritually and physically. I live in ways that are corrupt and debauched. How can God use me? I wonder. You wonder. How can he send us? How can he expect righteousness from any one of us, the most unrighteous, the chief of sinners, who will not see us for what we are? And look where God wants to go. You've seen and heard the news of what the world is like today. It's a huge mess. It always has been, but the mess is getting bigger by the day. It's a frightening mess, and when you hear what people are saying about Christianity, sometimes the church's presence seems to be making it worse. We get lumped in with Christian radicals and fundamentalists when they open their mouths and say something wrong and stupid. At times, we're as bad as those to whom we're sent. We're backsliding hearing only what we want to hear, deciding the way we feel about things makes it the truth. If God thinks we can be Ezekiel, then he's miscalculated, (laughs) big time. Did you know, though, Ezekiel felt the same? Ezekiel, me, you, Christians everywhere, none of us are qualified to preach. Yet the Lord calls qualifies, and sends us anyways. He knows the breadth and depth of our sin. He knows and he sends us the light of his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to pierce the darkness of this world and our hearts. He becomes flesh to live among us so that he can take on the forces of sin, death, and hell in our place for us. Jesus goes to the cross at Calvary, carrying the crushing burden of the sins of the world, and he lays down his life for us. 
He washes and cleanses us from sin and every evil. He redeems our life, gaining the repossession of us as his very own for the price he paid. And he calls us out. He calls us out of darkness, out of sin and death. He calls us into his marvelous light. Now we belong to him. We are his people, and he is our God. Ezekiel, me, you, now we're qualified. Not by our own merits or works, but because God himself has qualified us by the blood of his Son. That blood that flows from the Savior as he hung on the cross, it washes away our sin. It takes it away, removes it from us, as we sung in that last hymn. And it places our sin on him. God has qualified us through his Son, and he continues to renew, restore, and redeem us with his gifts. What gifts? Well, you can tell me, but I'll tell you one. The church. The church is a gift. It's a gift from God. It's not something you must attend to show your devotion as if he needed it or judge you based on your level of participation. Rather, this whole service is a gift for you. The word you hear is a gift. The sacrament of the altar is a gift for you for the forgiveness of your sin. The absolution after the confession is a gift for you to give you peace of mind, to, to remind you it's, that Christ has forgiven you and he strengthens your faith for the days ahead. ahead. He's preparing us to be preachers, teachers, and witnesses to the world. I know, sometimes you talk to someone about your faith or about Jesus, and you can't remember anything you've heard about Jesus throughout your life, and you wonder afterwards, did I say the right thing? I sounded really dumb to that person. I forgot to say this, or I forgot to say that. I could have said that better. Well, all that's only partly true because we're not perfect. We're not going to get it perfectly right anytime. I know I don't. Yet God qualifies us and sends us out, never alone, but with the Holy Spirit, never without words that give life. The world is as dark today as it was when Ezekiel was sent. It's a hostile environment, <clears throat> an adversarial one, and an aloof one towards the gospel of Jesus Christ. But it's into this world, this reality, that we are sent. No one should try to convince you it's an easy thing, a simple task, or even a great and noble vocation. But it is that to which we are called as the children of God disciples of Christ, who walk and live in the grace poured out to us on the cross. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. True for Ezekiel, true for me, and true for you. Amen.